And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael here, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Hello, Michael, and how was your break? Hello, Ken Brown. My break was great, but you know what? I'm always happy to get back to work, too. Having a job's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It's better than sitting around watching bad football, but amazingly, not amazingly, because I predicted this as usual, the Lions are playing pretty good football. Now, another game where could have won, possibly might have won, didn't win, but I saw a lot of improvement in that game. And they were not playing the New York Rudy Poots either. They were playing a, one of the Super Bowl favorites in the AFC. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Uh, and, look, they, they've played good ball more times than they have. And I think if you what, if you added up the, the quarters of all the games that they played this year, I think they've had more winning quarters than losing quarters, but they haven't won more games because they haven't been able to hold leads Oh, I'm sorry, hold leads at the end or get stops at the end. Yeah. Um, I feel better about Thursday's game, and the game was uh, for you guys that didn't uh, know the Lions lost on the last second field goal after they tied the game up at 25. Um, last second field goal, they lost 28-25. 22 seconds left, the game was tied, but they couldn't stop Buffalo from making a big play to get down the field, which was like games we saw with Stafford here against Minnesota years ago where it was a big play, and then they got in field goal range and made a field goal. So it's happened to you on both sides. Now you see how it feels to be on the other side of one of those. No, absolutely, and and look, I think the game came down to Josh Allen, the quarterback of, of the Buffalo Bills, made three winning plays, a 36-yard pass to get get them, you know, up in in in, in semi range for a field goal, and then two runs for a combined, I think, 13 yards or something like that. Bingo, timeout, kick the field goal, game over, and that's we're talking about one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are going to go back to that third down play, third and one. Yeah. Um, should the Lions have went for it all where they went for a longer pass to um, Chalk? Or should they have tried to get the first down? They had two timeouts left, so they could have did it. And then go for a deeper shot if they were trying to win or just, you know, whatever. But I, you know what? You mean, get the, you mean get the first down and then go for the deeper shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, they, or not go for the deeper shot. Get the first down in two, two shorter plays and get a better field goal. I, I mean, it depends how you look at what you were trying to do. I just – I don't have a problem one play to win or lose a game. I'm not one of them guys that likes to go to overtime because there's just too much unpredictability in overtime. And I, I didn't have a problem going for it. I have a problem with the execution of the play. But, jeez, my man was open, man. I mean, you know, you couldn't have drawn up a better play against a better defense to get that open. You got to make that throw, at least make it closer. That's that's the only problem I had with the play. Well, I had no problem with the play either, and I also had no problem with them going for it. You know, there seems to be out there in, in football wonderland that the Lions were running right through the Buffalo Bills all game. That's not true at all. That's not even close. No. They had, what, they had 28 carries for 96 yards. They were averaging a a hefty 3.4 yards per attempt, and one of those attempts was 27 yards. So if you take the other, take the 27-yard gain out of there, they were averaging 2.55 yards per attempt. So no, they were not running the ball with any great authority that entire game. There was no guarantee that, oh yeah, well just run and get the first down. Oh, oh that's easy. Let's do no. that. And, and, and After we get the first down, we're going to run a couple of outs, and then you know what we're going to do? Yeah. We're going to have a quarterback sneak for, for 12 yards. No, Let's no. Let's do that. 
No, and, and, and truthfully, they were lucky to be in that game the way the, the, the guards played because they were playing with the fifth and sixth guards on the team, and they were getting ate up all day by Ed Oliver and those guys. And like you said, Mike, there was no guarantee if you tried to run because I believe early in the game they tried a third down run up the middle and didn't make it. I, I, I think I remember that. And uh, they just – the guards were getting ate up. And, it, I, you know, they were doing trick plays. Like they did this Armand run around on one end on fourth down because they wouldn't even try to go up the middle because they know it was, a you know, a 50-50 at best shot. So I have no problem with them not trying to – fourth. the only thing I do question, and answer me this now, knowing that you lost, it's easier to say it. After the third down play didn't work, would you have went for it on fourth down or tried the field goal? I would have. <laughs> I would have crossed. Knowing what you know now, he made it. I would have it. gone to the field goal. Would I would have gone to the field goal. I yeah. would have had a because problem it, either way. It, it, why? No, really. It, to me, it was like fifty-five percent go for the field goal, forty-five percent go for it. I just, like I said just now, they weren't gaining yards on the, against on the ground. Right. They really weren't. Right. They were no. getting. They were getting stopped at every turn. Right. Though. That's why I have no problem. Broke a, they, they broke a they broke a few plays, right. but no, that's certainly I don't think the odds favored them. That's why I don't have a problem with them going for that long pass to either win it and get off the field, or you know do what you had to do. And plus, after and my man of, missed a nineteen yard field goal, I'm a twenty nine yard, whatever it was, twenty nine yards. Yeah, yeah, but it was from the nineteen. I I'm like, I I didn't got no faith in this guy today. So. They, he had better. He had more faith in him than I had because the city out there for fifty one after seeing you miss a night a, a nineteen a twenty nine yard field goal, you know you got to have guts. Well, sometimes as a coach, you got to just you got to make the play that's the right play to make, and you can't too well. Yeah. You know, he, well, he missed before, you'll miss again. I don't think you can do that as a coach. I'll just give you something that Bob, you know, Bobby Ross who was a coach here for four and a half, three and a half, four years back in the West, back in the nineties. Somebody asked him something about a play about about losing. He goes, and he, you know, he's got the old country voice. He goes, he goes, you know, you do call these plays with the idea that they're going to work. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and that's 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 part of it. Yeah. But yeah. I just want to add one other thing too. I'm not, you know, as 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 uh, as, as uh, Goff said after the game, there were five receivers out on that play. This is just me, just sort of observing and reaction and all that. I don't think going to I don't think going to chart. Was was the primary on that on that call? In other words, I don't think they set it up to throw the ball. This is what we're going to do. We want to throw this one in the end zone. Right. I think they had other plans. Now I don't know that for a fact, but that's my opinion. Could just be, from, could be, just from watching. Could yeah, be. Well, I think I, I think I am right on that, could but I, I don't know that. Right. Yeah. But like I said, I don't have a problem with whatever they wanted to do because I I'm not a big fan of especially with a team that's better than you and is playing pretty good to keep giving them possessions. And like I said, if you can end it on one play, if you give me one play to end this game, I'll, I'll take that chance and then run off the field. because And basically, you shouldn't have been in that situation. Now, now the bad part, Austin Bryant is a moron. I'm sorry. I don't usually call okay, players that. That was a on. stupid, 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 stupid play. And the, the, I'm not mad if you, like, run up into a quarterback and he's got the ball in his hand and you take him down after he throws it or whatever. The quarterback had threw the ball at least two or so a second before he even got there. He was able to wrap him. No ball, nowhere in sight. You cannot take a quarterback to the ground. I'm sorry. It's just well, it's a moronic it's- play. 
That's, uh, we also added five stupids to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike, but, uh, come on. You see when you got your hands around his arms, he doesn't have the ball. Just let him go. The ball, the play is go. over. Let him go. What are you doing? That's, that's That play right there, they got a touchdown because it would have been third down then because yep. the ball went to the, yep. uh, I believe, to the two and they pushed uh, Diggs out of bounds, incomplete pass. You got third and goal, I think, coming from there. You held him to a field goal, then none of that the other stuff might not have happened. They got four extra points because you can't control yourself. No, I agree with that. But there was also two other things there when you're talking about missed points. You talk about those four points, and they add up. Believe me, they add up. The missed field goal was three points. That's seven. And the safety that uh, golf that took, Jared yeah. Goff took, yeah, just couldn't get out of the end zone. Just didn't quite make that as got his you know, feet and legs clipped out from under him and kind of stumbled and went down and couldn't couldn't unload the ball. So yeah, but you know what, that, Mike, that, on those plays like points. that, that's nine you, you plant your foot, and if what you were looking for is not there, you throw it away. You don't try to maneuver around the end zone like that because you can get a holding call, which is a safety anyway. You're, you're, not gonna, you're, not, you're not the type of player that can you know, extend that play. You plant well, the foot. The things, right? If it's not there, just throw it out and, get, and go to the next play. But those are those are nine plays there. Or I'm not yeah. nine plays, but those are three plays that up to what what nine yards, yeah. Yeah. And so that, that's a big difference in the game. Now look, I'm sure the Buffalo Bills in their film study on Monday when they got back to work, they look and say, well, look, this could cost us three here, and you you know that happens. Yeah. Well, they they, they happen, also throw an interception but, but, in the red zone, which saved them. You know, they right. they had seven goals. So those all add, all those plays add up. The mental plays are the ones I get upset about. Yeah, you know? I, the one I don't, the one I don't get it. I, I don't like all of those. The ones that we've mentioned, the one I like, I like the least. I dislike the most, is is throwing the quarterback down. That is a selfish play. That's a guy who's feeling frustration or something like that. And I'm gonna, I'm, see, I'm gonna jack this guy up. Yeah, and I give you, I give you benefit of the doubt is when you threw it, he was in the process of releasing the ball, and the hand right. was there. It was close. That wasn't even close. That's gonna be called a hundred out of a hundred times. What are you doing? And the post game, and post game presser, uh, Dan Campbell went over. It. He said, "Look, this is a, this is a ref- and, and every team does this. They, they see what tendencies the, the officiating crew has, what they call." And he said, "These are. We went over this. This is this is this is one of the crews that plays it really tight. So they knew what they were getting into going in, and still violated it." Mike, the Stevie Wonder, Jose Feliciano referee crew would have called that. Okay, that was just how easy that was to call. I, I mean, come on, there's no excuse. But anyway, look, people have brain farts. He had one. I'm going to let it go. It was just a dumb play. I think he knew it, too, because at the end of the game, he was sitting on the bench alone. He, he, I think he realized after the fact, you know, that was a dumb play. So Well, know. so what? That doesn't matter. No, no, I'm just saying at least he realized it. Some people will try to argue it out, you know. Okay, I screwed up. And, and we'll move on from that. I'm just saying the little things when you in close games like that make a difference. That was one of the plays that did. Right. Um, things that I also – that I – question i want to know where are you at on deandre swift health wise seems to me like on the two-point conversion he ran pretty good he like i said i'm not gonna count anybody running good or bad because like i said they were playing with a makeshift offensive line but i i want to see his input go up in these last six games yes i don't i just don't see the impact they're getting from him that they got earlier obviously you look at the stats the numbers they don't add up the way they did before but You'll see five, six carries or something like that for 10 yards or 12 yards or 15 yards, but I don't see the big plays. Now, 
that one run he made around left end. God, I mean, it's, it, it just he looked great. You know, I think it was was it a two point conversion he got. It was the two point conversion. The two point conversion couldn't touch him. But he also looked great but, on the one when his leg was down, but still the way he bulled in that end zone for that touchdown yeah. that got called back. So yeah. the talent is there. That's not my question. My question is going to be. By the end of this year, you got to find out, is he going to be theoretic or is he going to be a, a back that you can give 15, 20 carries to in a game? And I just need to know. And that way well, you know what you got to do in the offseason. Theoretic was shifted from running back to, to slot receiver, so it's a, it's a little bit different, but I understand exactly what you're saying. What after, after, after three years and two years with this coaching staff in front office, how much of a commitment financially do you want to make to this player? That's, yeah. it's, it's simple, you know. Yeah. Now there are some there are some things where you just automatically, you know, there's a it's it's not going to be ten or fifteen million or anything like that. It'd probably be you know closer to two million that are just part of the collective bargaining agreement that that the salaries that are, are are set up. So we'll see how that goes. Right now, like I said, but I should say maybe I should say the salaries are dictated. Right, but maybe he ends up being a Darren Sproul type that you know you limited usage back, which is fine. I just need to know. What am what have I got? Okay. I need to know. Yeah, but but if it's going to be limited usage, you want more usage. Yeah, what well, I mean the usage. Look, Mike. In all truthfulness, even since he's been back, he's getting a touchdown or something in the field in the end zone every week. So he's giving you something. It's just he's not playing a lot of plays, and I just want to know: Is he going to be one of those guys you're able to play because he produces something when he's in the game? To some degree, yes. I mean, yeah. I. I I see it as less than you do. Right. I understand. I, look, I'm not going to – like I said, I'm not dying on that hill, but these next six games are big for him. That's all I'm saying. These next six games are big for him, as are for well, a lot the, of players on this team. Well, and one thing that I think we hope is that it's big for this team and that they really do have a chance to make a legitimate run to make the playoffs. But I think they've got to win all six to make it now. If they would have won the game on, on Thanksgiving Day, it would have been five. Now I think it's six. I think they got to. I think they got to. I think they got to win them all, and I, I just don't see them as a six-win team. Well, I also think, and I was going to come on today with the bold proclamation that we're going to run the table. And I think I talked to you before we did this and said that. But I fainted when you said that. Well, looking at the playoff picture now, and a lot of teams, and looking at what they have to do to make the playoffs. If they're not going to make the playoffs, then I, I don't care if they win all six. I just want them to play good in all six. But. I really do think that there's still an outside chance for you guys because I don't see a team left on that schedule. And the schedule is, is as follows, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the Jets, Carolina, Chicago, and Green Bay. I don't see a team on the schedule outclassing them. If you want to say Minnesota, but they played Minnesota and they played them tough. So I don't see well, a team on this schedule that they can't play with. Defensively, the New York Jets can do it because they are a powerhouse on defense. They really are. And the issues the Lions had up front, what was supposed to be their strength, the offensive line, and it is when they have their players. But in games like they just played on, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day, it's not their strength. They're kind of patching their way to get through it. And they're doing, look, they're doing the best they can. But 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 it, it, I just think it's going to be tough. And I, I think the Jets are going to be really, really tough. I mean, that's, that, that's a mash unit. It really is. Well, that's three weeks down the road. We'll, we'll get to that. But like I said, when you're starting guys that I had never heard of until the morning of the game, like the right guard, Awashika, Awashika, I'm assuming that's his name. I never heard of the guy, even though he's on the squad. And he's starting over Stenberg, who, like I said, if I'm Stenberg, Logan I'm not. Stenberg, I'm renting, yeah. not buying. Because evidently, yeah. 
you know, I was the starter in the first game of the year, and now I'm behind a guy that they found somewhere. Well, he played his way out of the starting role, it looks like. It looks like he played his way off the squad. Well, that too, you know, that too. You know? But, you know, go just look. Go and look at how many snaps he's played in the last 10 games. No, you're right. You're right. And like I said, and it's not like there wasn't a need for emergency linemen. Right. So, you know. This is is his third year with the team, second year with this. Well, it's his third year with this this offensive line coach, too, and Hank Fraley. So, it's not like, you know, it's not like Hank doesn't know him. It's not like it was foisted on him. He's, He's had him for three years now. And Hank is a terrific offensive line coach. Well, okay? like I said, if he knows what's going on. So if he has Absolutely. doubts about you, he has doubts. And the best thing about the line, even though they weren't that great against Buffalo, and Buffalo, let's put it out there, their defense is very good, Mike. This is not, you know, yep. you just to get out there against, the, you know, the New York Rudy Poots again. This was a very good defense, so it was a test. But the offensive line played every snap. Every All five played every snap. So they went with what they had. Oh, that, yeah, absolutely. And look, I always find that they're, they're pretty well prepared going in and you know, I was just looking at some of the stats today. In this in this season, Goff has only been sacked seventeen times. Yeah, seventeen times. He's got he's got fewer interceptions than 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 uh, Aaron Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does. And of those seventeen, I remember at least three for sure off the top of my head right now that he was holding the ball long sack. So I mean, it's not like he's been under assault. I remember three right. for sure early in the season where he got sacked because he just held it. He didn't step up in the pocket. And we remember we would talk about that early in the year. He's gotten better at that. He even yep. admitted to himself, I think I want to press. I, I need to step up and not, you know, dance backwards and let these tackles push these guys into me. So No, but I have no I have no problem with a quarterback hanging onto the ball sometimes. No, but you can't float back. I remember he would float back in the right. pocket instead of That's stepping true. up in the pocket. He's he's gotten better at that the last few weeks. Um now, things that I'm looking forward to, uh, J-Mo, Jameson Williams, uh, went through some practices or whatever they did, walkthroughs, whatever. But Well, hold on a second. There's one thing he did that I thought was very telling. They had him warm up before the game with the, in, in, the pre, in the pre-warm-ups. In other words, those guys who get out there around 11 o'clock, and he ran at, at Ford Field, he ran, some, uh, he ran routes, caught the ball. So, yeah. so I would not be surprised. This is just me. I would not be surprised if he plays on Sunday. And if I were the Detroit Lions, I would announce it. Well, the thing, little, yeah, but the, the thing also, too, Mike, if they weren't planning on playing him this week, they wouldn't have had to activate him last week and he would have more window. Why even activate him on a three-day week if you're not planning on playing him at all the next week? Because you could just well, start well, his clock today. Look, I think, I think three games would have been enough to give him a taste of the National Football League. But five is four is better. Five is better, and six. No, is but you don't have right to now. use the twenty-one. My point being, they could have started his clock today if they weren't planning on playing him this week. You know, you, right. you didn't have to start it last week. Now you don't have to use the whole twenty-one days. But I'm just saying that told me that they wanted to give him those three days, and then they were going to give him a full run this week. And if it was no setbacks, he was going to play this week. Because otherwise, just yes. start the clock today. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm sure that uh, I, I think you're probably right. That I think you are. Well, we hope Look, to. What, I want to see him. It's what I would do. And you know, you know what? You're not going to play him 60 snaps or anything like that. He'll get out there, and if he gets 10 or 12 snaps, that's fine. Right. With Chalk, his first game back, he got 11 snaps. That's probably what you'll see out of him his first game. Right. You know. But I tell you what, he might make a couple plays in those 11 plays, though. And and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give DJ Chalk a, a little credit too this week. Caught a nice touchdown, contested pass. I like him to play a little bigger for his size, but I think that. Uh, he still he still has a chance to produce. I know everybody's talking about he hadn't done anything this year, but he's got two touchdowns. He hasn't played a lot. 
And let's see where these next six games end up with him. I, I think there's a chance to get six touchdowns out of him. Well, I think to date, Kenny, what, what he's contributed is is far less than they expected. Sure, far sure. less. I agree. And you can't blame you can't blame a, a player for getting hurt. Right. It's not like he's been milking an injury to get through the season. He wants to play because his con- he's on a one year contract, good contract he got here in Detroit. So obviously he wants to get on the field and play because this would be his second. This is his second straight year of missing, you know, missing considerable time because of injury. Sure. So I don't I don't question his desire to play. I really no. don't. Well, like I said, we'll see. We got weeks left to play. Um, we'll see how that works out. Um, another thing that I was uh, I noticed over the week that uh, the defensive young players are really starting to play better. And I'm gonna tell you what. I went back and looked at that last play that Allen threw that 35 yarder to Diggs, whatever the number was. But if you go back and look at that play, look at Corey Joseph close on that play. I mean, he like he was like a second. It wasn't even a second away from knocking that ball down. He he closed on that ball, and that was a rope. That look, three or four quarterbacks in the league make that throw with that velocity, and it was just a great play by a great player, but. By Joseph being there and being on that scene, that showed me a lot from him. Well, he was late there, though. I don't think he was late. I don't think he was late. I went back and looked at it. I think Harris was the problem on that play because Harris should have had inside technique. He let him get outside or let him get inside when he should have played him outside. And by that time, uh, Joseph has to wait because there's another guy on on the far side of him. And as soon as that guy tails off, Joseph beelines. I mean, I, I just thought it wasn't late. I just thought it was a great play. I just think it was a bang bang play. Well, it was a heck of a throw by the quarterback. It really was. And, and but you know what, the Buffalo Bills ought to know as much as anybody about what about time management in the last thirty seconds. They got beat in the last thirteen seconds a year ago and missed the, missed the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, what dangerous happens? thing. And um, I don't know where you at with the Dan Campbell and the um, time management thing. I hear a couple of whiners on radio names I won't. Here's what I think. I I heard his obviously I heard his explanation after the game. He said he wanted to he wanted to score, get the ball back and score again. I get it. It's not what I would have done, but I get it, okay? I understand it. He wanted to score some more because they basically lost a possession because of the fumble. Uh, uh Jamal uh, uh Jamal Williams right. lost lost on the fumble. So that's a that's a that's a possession they lose. Looks like they never had the ball. Yeah. And so I'll, we try to make it up. But and, I, that's not what I would have done. No, that's wasn't okay. what I would have done. I would have waited to the two minute warning and ran a play. But again, we always go back to this, but nobody wants to bring this up. They just want to whine about time management and coaching, whatever. You, you're allowed to stop them. <laughs> you know, you, you're allowed to you're, stop them. It's not against the rule. It's not against the rule to stop it. It's just, oh, they get the ball back, give them three. No, you're allowed to make some plays and get off the field. And, you know, you haven't done it those two times that people have brought that time management thing up. I'm, I'm against egregious mismanagement. But other than that, I'm, I'm an no. aggressive guy too. I'm like, look, let's go for it. You know, we, we got nothing to lose. Let's go for it. Right, and if he's really toned down the going for it, you know, going for it on fourth down. I don't think he's done it. Well, he went on to thirty something this last game. I was like, that was a. I was if if he would have made that, I was crazy. They're already down with fourteen nothing or fourteen whatever. He was down, and if they get the ball back, they're going to go up fourteen points. I think that's what it was. And he went for what was it, the thirty eight? No, they go for it on fourth down. You know why? So they don't get the ball back. I understand. I'm just saying he's not. He hasn't toned his aggressiveness down. No, that was a that was an aggressive play call. I I have a friend of mine who's a you know. 
you know, semi-football fan and told me one time, this is going to show you how things get started or whatever, and said, no, I just lost all respect for Jim Caldwell when he didn't challenge that interference call by the Cowboys five years ago. I said, hold on. It's against the rules. You can't do it. Yeah. Well, I should have done it anyway. <laughs> but you put you put Campbell in place of Caldwell, I guarantee they're going for it on their next play. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt in the world they're going. They're not putting on that next play. Uh, you, know, you know who would like that? Sam Martin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, did you see Sam at the game? I, I forgot Sam yeah, was putting I, for I, yeah, I tried to hook up. I, I missed him. Didn't get a chance to say hello. Yeah, Sam's over in Buffalo. Well, listen, but we got a couple of our guys coming on, on Sunday for the Jacksonville, Jamal Agnew and uh, Marvin Jones and, Jr. And Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah and both of them caught touchdown passes yesterday. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Well, like I said, the playoffs are going to be iffy. You're going to have to make it. You're going to really nine. A, I think nine possibly, but no. it's probably going to be 10. No. It's probably going to be 10 7. No. Probably going to be 10 7. There are so many teams with close to the same record. Right. You know. But you got a lot of them playing each other, which is good. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's good in one way, but it means there's going to be a winner. Yeah, that's true. You can't have two teams that's lose. True. That's true. And you don't have Believe tiebreakers you know, really against really Seattle. You lost your tiebreaker right. with Seattle. You got it over Washington, which is good. You got it over the Giants, which is good. Right. And Arizona right. losing is good because that takes another team out. Now, uh, the elephant in the room, and I'm going to ask you this question. I already asked you, so I know the answer, but I want you to put it on the podcast. The Rams look like they're just going to shut it down the rest of the year, and they're going to win. Right more, they're going to win a couple more games, but they they're at three wins now with six I'm to not go. Sure they're going to win anymore. Well, there's some bad. They got know. a couple bad teams left, and even without staff, well, guess what? They're one of them. I know they're one of them, but they still got Aaron Donald and Ramsey. Um, Allen Robinson went out yesterday for the season, so you yeah. got Cup out, Robinson out, Stafford. It's no sense playing them. They probably Stafford is a, a wants to play though, so I I wouldn't be surprised if he plays again, but. It may not be that many games, but just say they win two more games, two out of the six. Even give them three out of the six. That'll give them six wins. That'll put you at a top ten pick. Top ten pick, Jameis Williamson and that third-round pick, whoever they got with that, for Stafford, and they won the Super Bowl. Did both teams win? Did one team win the trade? What do you think? No, I think the Rams won the Super Bowl. because They won the Super Bowl. I'm saying, so you think both teams won, one team won? Both teams, yeah. Both, both teams, teams won, okay. I was going to say both yeah. teams won. They got what they wanted, which was the Super Bowl, even though it's costing yeah. them this year. But the Lions also were able to start to rebuild, replenish with us presumably two good players, J-Mo and another guy. And then that third-round pick, I think, became a good player. I got to go back and look who it was. But um, So you got three, you know, you got some building blocks and you saved some money. And coming up, yeah, and you absolutely. got Jared Goff. Well, hey, well, I forgot the biggest. And you got Jared Goff too, who may you know, be your quarterback he, next year. He's like ninth in the league now. When you look at the ratings and all that, all the combined stuff. I mean, he's. I think he's a plus player. I really do. He's a plus he's player. He's, he's a plus, plus player. player. But if he's here next year or not, I'm still adding a quarterback in this next next year draft or whatever. Well, I wouldn't be against it. It would just depend on who it is and. You know, well, it's not going to be anybody. It's not going to be uh, the guy from Western Michigan. You know, it's not going to be him. I'm talking about it's going to be a – I'm adding a quarterback to groom. 
And with some – actually with some escapability, too. I want a different type of quarterback because right. you're going to need one. And I was watching Jalen Hurt last night. You know, you're going to need one of those guys. You're going to need a guy that can Boy, you, move well, around. It's changed. It really is. Yeah, the game is – I was like, oh, I was watching that game. It was another game I was watching where I, I was looking at their quarterback. And I'm like, man, these, the way the quarterback position is played now has changed. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Even in college. Look at, you can look at – um um. J.J. McCarthy on Saturday with Michigan. You know the way that quarterback position uh, has changed in a year. He doesn't look like a pro to me, but we'll see. Oh, my, I, 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 mark this down, people are listening to the podcast. Michael Harris, wrong prediction, number one for the 2023 already. First round what pick, Mike. First round pick. Yeah, Top half of the first, first round. round. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mike, this is first year start, man. That kid has got everything going. We'll talk about him. I don't want to get to the college game, but I'm telling you right now. First round, Caleb Williams at USC next year, and J.J. McCarthy will be, and Quinn Evers from Texas. Those will be the top three quarterbacks next year. Just remember I said it. Just remember I said it. Can I hang up now? Yeah, you can hang up. Um, This week, we got, like I said, Jacksonville coming in. We're going to see a matchup, um, the great Trayvon Walker against uh, Aiden Hutchinson to see who was right being the number one pick. That's Uh, a first-round knockout already. Well, uh Trayvon has 2.5 sacks. He's got 14 yards on those two sacks. He's got three tackles for losses. So he's played 11 games, and he has uh, 18 tackles. So not bad. I mean, you know, it's a rookie. I don't judge rookies. I like to see him out there on the field. We could say the Thibodeau, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson won that battle. So we'll see who Absolutely. wins this battle. Um, okay. Jacksonville's coming off a big game, and I think Trevor Lawrence grew up in this game uh, yesterday, Mike. So That's what they're saying, yeah. Some really good quotes. So you're going to see point. a good game coming this Tony weekend. Tony Dungy, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll see it. All right, Mikey O, we'll be back again Friday for the recap of the game. Uh, it's been exciting. Last words on the Lions' growth uh, to this point? Is it ahead of schedule where you thought they'd be now or at the same point or behind well, schedule? I don't know if it's- I don't know if it's a header behind, but it's in a good spot right now, and I think it's getting better by the game. I agree with you. All right, that's Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown from WJR Radio. Listen to Frank Ragnall this afternoon, 5.30 p.m. on WJR 760. And I'll see you again, Mike. Have a good day. All right, Kenny.